I started volunteering. It's all about who you know in sport. Am I going to be calling the last 10 seconds of the grand final? You can connect with the interviewer. The hand goes up when they've got to make a decision. Having a network is one of the most important things you can do. I didn't necessarily follow my passion. I followed my curiosity. Once you've worked in sport, there's no going back. And then lo and behold, before I left, I got offered two. Hello and welcome to the Sportscope podcast, the ultimate guide to make it in the sports industry. I'm Ryan Walker. Joining me is the massive Lord, Reuben Williams. We are two mates who met at Cricket Australia and each week we learn how people made it in the sports industry. We tease out their career decisions, their work habits, skills and everything they do that makes them great. Also, you can learn how to get in, get promoted and get thriving in the sports industry. Rubes, how are you my friend? G'day, Ryan. I'm terrific. Thank you. That was almost slightly <laughs> blasphemous calling me Lord, but um, I have been to uh, <laughs> been to uh, the great cricket ground over here in London. Um, apologies for those watching on YouTube. I'm a bit dark tonight because I've I've just uh, resided in my dear friend Kiri's uh, lovely apartment in uh, in East London, and uh, the lights are coming from odd directions, but they're not coming onto my face. So that's why it's quite dark here. It's about it's about ten to 12am at the moment. I've just wrapped up a day two of, uh, of Lords. We're doing it this time because I'm about to do another presentation to Australia. So it just made sense yeah. to, if I'm going to be up late, yeah. well, we might as well do a podcast at the same time. But um, yeah, going well. Running off a lot of uh, Diet Cokes at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that, mate. I must say it is a, it, it's a different place for a pod. I mean, we're just racking up the, the locations of doing podcasts as of late and mm. about 11.53 at night in London pre-presentation sounds like a pretty good deal for me. And I thought, Lord, you've been to Lords the last couple <laughs> of days. Um, that kind of makes you a bit of a Lord now. So uh, I hope that's okay with you. Uh, I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Well, we're going to get into uh, the last few days in London, so let's let's get cracking. Aiming for a future in sport? Be ready to transform the industry. Study with Deakin and be prepared to redefine what it means to work in sport. Deakin's School of Exercise and Nutrition Science is ranked number one in the world. So if you want to turn your passion for sport into an impactful career, Get ready to push the limits of exercise and sports science, sports coaching, sport development, sports management, nutrition science, physical education, and more. Apply now to study at Deakin in 2023. If you don't follow us already, you can follow us on LinkedIn. And if you want to connect with over 550 other people working in the sports industry, I can't believe I'm saying that, Rubes, become a member of the sports Radio community. Speaking of the community, there's been some enormous wins this week. Roos, take us through them. Yes, yeah, so we've got two very special shout-outs to give. The first one to our beloved friend and member, Sheka Shrida, who has just landed about every single role under the sun since he's been a member. But he's got a terrific contract on the help desk at Cricket Australia in the community cricket department, and it has just been extended again. So well done to you, Sheka. Live in the dream. Uh, in his favourite sport. The other one goes out to Billy Bolch, who is another member who's been around for a while, had a lot of wins during that time. I believe he's also with the um, FIFA Women's World Cup. He might have had to give that up, actually, to take on this role. You might know more about that than mm. me. But um, 
Uh, he has just become a membership consultant for my mighty Hawks. So I can't wait for uh, to get the call from Billy about my membership uh, at the start of next year. So well done to you, Shekhar, and well done to you, Billy. <laughs> Uh, but if you uh, want to get some of the similar results that those guys are getting, the community is the ultimate resource to help you get a job in sport. Um, we also have a lot of uh, events coming up. Every fortnight or so, we do speed networking. We can meet other members and grow your network quickly. And then every month, we also have job fairs with organizations where they come in and talk about the different jobs they have on offer and how to get hired at their organization. And... Uh, Coming up next this week is a, a job fair with Unisport Australia, where I did my first internship, Ryan, which was um, a long time ago now, but they are still a fantastic place to work. So one to look forward to for, for the community there. But if you uh, want to stay up to date with everything that's happening and you want to receive um, some helpful guides from us on what, how to get a job in sport, then... Definitely subscribe to our newsletter, sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter is where you can get involved. There's a link in our show notes and uh, we'll see you every Monday and Friday in the inbox if you do so. Brilliant, mate. I will say a couple of things on uh, on Unisport. One, it's, it's quite nostalgic that we've got them coming back given that's kind of where it all began for, for yourself. So that's exciting. Well, and another thing I realized last week, we actually said that that job fair was happening that week. So I'm apolog- I apologise for those who uh, were expecting that job fair. We had a slight change of, of fixture date uh, and we, we pushed it out the week. So it is definitely this Thursday for those members uh, listening in and for those future members who are going to join uh, to be part of that on, uh, on Thursday. Well, actually, great timing with the Unisport Australia job fair because the reason I'm in this apartment in London at the moment is because of my internship with... Unisport Australia. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to a, that's so good. We'll get to all the meetings that um, have been happening in London in a sec. But I, I guess this is probably one of them. Like, like I'm staying with my friend Kiri, who I met at a conference in Montpellier, France, in 2016, when Australian University Sport said, "Ruben, do you want to be our student delegate at this conference?" And I arrived there, and uh, there were student delegates from about. 70 odd countries who were attending this conference and Kiri happened to be the student delegate from the UK and um, so got to know all these different people and uh, have kept in touch with them over the years and yeah what are we seven years later we're still friends and uh, she's given me a place to stay for a couple of nights so um, there you go that's where an internship can lead. (laughs) That's such a good story yeah that's like literally you know, just a story of like you, you have you have no idea where opportunities can lead you, mm. and one of those opportunities can be traveling, uh, and they can always come in handy. So, um, no, I, I love that story. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, of opportunities and uh, catch ups with friends and mm. and colleagues and whatnot, um, we like to think you know you, you're on a bit of a trade mission over there in London. Let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, seeing what it's like on the ground and, and seeing what's happening, um, looking at your inbox and your calendar and whatnot, it's been going bananas. So I think it would be great to hear sort of what's been happening over there um, and then we can we can have a chat about Lords as well after that because <laughs> that's what I've been uh, looking forward to. Yeah, my, my partner Chloe, she said to me when we arrived in London, uh, you know, 
enjoy your two and a half weeks. I'll see you when we get to France. And that's because I've basically just been out all day, every day, <laughs> chatting with different people. But um, Sorry, Chloe, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening right now as well. I know I know you would be. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a bit of time off after this week, so we'll, we'll get we'll get a chance to hang yeah. out then. Um, but um, no, I think it would have been like April or March, I put up a post on LinkedIn and said, hey, I'm coming to London. Who's in town? And just had like an influx of messages saying, hey, let's catch up, let's catch up. And then even being on the ground here, there's, you know, more of come up saying, hey, I saw you're in town, I'll catch up with you. And um, and so, like, I, a few people I've caught up with during the week have been uh, old colleagues from Cricket Australia, good mate um, Jack Nicholin, who is up at uh, working for IMG up in Manchester. Um Friend of the show, Sunil Menon from Melbourne City FC, put me in touch with May from Manchester City, which is amazing. Uh, and then um, our friends at Global Institute of Sport, um, they have got, they're just about, they're starting over here in Australia, but they've got a campus out at Wembley. So they said, hey, let's go and chat and I'll, we'll show you the setup for the Harry Styles concert at, at the moment as well. Uh, who else is there? Oh, one of our earlier guests at the start of the, the year, Melissa Lawton. So she, um, she's uh, she lives in the uh, the suburb that I that Chloe and I were, were staying in. So to catch up was incredibly convenient. Melissa said, "Hey, does this cafe work for you?" And it was five hundred meters away from where I was staying. So I was like, "That was, <laughs> that was a great coincidence." Um, but even like people like uh, Melissa, um, a lot of our podcast guests will will get to know quickly before we chat to them and then have an interview do do the interview with them but we'll never really get to see them in person ever sometimes. Like we've still never met mm. Aman Alawali or Aubrey Walton from, you know, the early, early yeah. days. So to actually get the chance to like catch up with one of our guests in another country was, was awesome. And we spent it now just like bouncing ideas back and forth about TikTok because she's a, the uh, chief content officer at a, at sale GP. Um, but then, um, there's a there's a group called the the Muller Group over here, which is a WhatsApp group for Australians working in sport in London. And um, I got added to this this group and um, introduced myself. Said, "Hey, we've got a meetup coming up." And uh, one of the blokes who reached out through that was a guy called Nick Pride, who's the director of participation for the uh, ECB, the equivalent of Cricket Australia over in over in the UK. And uh, he invited me into the ECB offices just to have a, have a chat and hear about sports grad. And then after that, I went and had a look at um, the Lord Stadium before going and attending the matches. So I got to check out what it was like. But um, I just thought, like, what an what awesome way to get connected in, in a new city where someone just says, hey, just you're in sport too. Come and chat. Let's get, let's get familiar. Yeah. And off the back of that, Nick said – if you're around next Tuesday, Ruben, we're having a half-day conference about community sport and we're bringing together people who are in town for the cricket from Cricket Australia, the AFL, and this is where it gets awesome, the NBA, the NFL, the Premier, oh. Premier League. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I reckon I can wow. find time for that. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can find a couple of hours <laughs> in my day. Yeah. So I was just like gobsmacked by the the the, inv the invite and i was like thank you like that's super generous and um 
and so I arrived at um, arrived at this conference and and met a whole bunch of people I've worked with in the past. A few people I've seen around on LinkedIn. Even um, there's one bloke from the AFL, James, who is also in that you know sort of director of participation role at the AFL, who was in town and at this conference. He'd been messaging me saying, "Hey, let's let's catch up, Ruben. I see you're in London. I'm also in London for a short period of time." And then we happened to bump into each other at this, you know, half day conference. Um, anyway, James is super keen. He's coming to the, the, the meetup tomorrow night. So um, it's funny how sometimes nice. you have to go to the literally the opposite side of the world to meet up, so meet with people who are literally, you know, just in the yeah. road at, at AFL House in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I don't reckon there's like, I feel like every year, well, not every year, whenever the ashes is on, mm. there's like this big. Um, I guess just descendants on on London from like all organisations in Australia, like mm. people, you know, who would have thought that like James say from the AFL would be at the ECB talking about community cricket mm. or community sport. Mm. Like it's it, it's cool seeing like there's so many opportunities out there for when you are working in sport to go overseas for these kind of things. Yeah, when there's a when there's a super clear link with Australian sport. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Um, so that, that, like that, that was phenomenal. Another, another one that I met up with was, um, Stephen Lord, who's a, the CEO of Kojo. Shout out to Stephen. He'd be, he'd be tuning in hundred percent. He'd be tuning in. And, uh, yeah, they do a lot of event prayers work and have had some jobs that come through, through the community. But again, he's someone who like, I've only had a phone call with him back in Australia, but, uh, oh, we're in London at the same time and we've seen each other around on LinkedIn a lot. It's like, cool let's just catch up <laughs> so yeah. The, um yeah and then there's been a whole lot of like um podcast listeners and, and members who have, who have reached out so um uh one of them's out working for Fulham, so got to go and check out the the training facility um where he was working out of for, for the day um did you did you get to see craven cottage i've seen it in the past from a, a trip in 2011 but um I was hoping that he would yeah. be working at Craven Cottage on this particular day, but he was he was at the the training ground this day, so I got to see that instead, which was still yeah. pretty cool. Um, still insane, yeah. <laughs> Probably bigger than Craven Cottage. Yeah, Craven Cottage is pretty small, <laughs> <laughs> pretty intimate setting to watch football. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then the other one was like, there's a whole lot of members and listeners in in London at the moment who know about the meetup coming out who have just reached out and said, hey, can I help in, in any way? Which has been super, super useful because I'm a one-man band over here at the moment. And when we go and do a, a meetup, you know, yeah. there's usually three of us on deck to try and pull it all together. So I've got a couple of helpers. We can put up the banners together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, have got a couple of helpers here who have put their hand up, which is, um, which is really cool too. So, yeah, there's just people galore at the moment around everywhere and um we met yeah we mentioned on our last podcast with um with tom hickey that um i'm catching up with uh, another podcast guest garth Towen uh tomorrow now it's just ticked over midnight so it's friday tomorrow is saturday and uh garth yeah. garth has very kindly offered me his um his spare ticket which uh I still have to pay for it, but uh, the, still the the opportunity to buy a ticket to Lords doesn't come around too often. So, um, yeah, yeah, just another way. Will, will you be um, 
Will you be in the area where you're all wearing the the members' ties and pouring champagne into glasses, or <laughs> where, where will you be based? No, nah, we'll be in the uh, the lower mount stand, I believe. No, we won't be in the pavilion, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, it was incredible watching it last night. Like the the camera work, they just focus on like the members. I see just people with like wide brim hats pouring champagne <laughs> and eating scones and. Mm. It is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a different world there. We'll, we'll get to Lords in a, in a sec, but um, uh, mm. a couple a couple of things that I thought might be interesting for listeners that came out of this conference, which is kind of like the main sort of opportunity to go and learn that I've that I've had, um, particularly for people who are looking to get into sport and looking to upskill and find ways into their dream job. There was one particular presentation uh, about how sport should be looking to take a holistic approach to sponsorship where so the example that they use was um someone like walmart in the us they act as an advertising agency for brands who want to use their channels because walmart know their customer so well through all the different channels that they they know best where some sponsor should be directing that money and um and um, this particular company um, presented a way that you know sport can you know collate all that information and say, hey, th- we know best what our customers look like. This is the best way to kind of distribute your money across all the different channels. And um, one thing that came up from the people in the room was that uh, whilst the technology that these guys would talk about was terrific and this problem they were trying to solve is amazing, they said that there is a skill gap in people who understand data. So the people on the ground in the sporting organizations not being data literate enough to be able to use something like this to the Mm. best of the ability, which kind of like when I, as soon as I heard that, I thought what an opportunity for people who are out there looking for something to do, looking for something to learn to go out there and, you know, teach yourself uh, how to analyze a, a massive spreadsheet of Excel data or how to use Google Analytics better or even just, you know, teach yourself, um, you know, Facebook ads or Google ads because, the, you know, the principles of that convert in so many different ways. And um, so that was kind of one thing that stood out to me that, like, at these conferences there's always, like, a lot of insights and a lot of learnings, that, you know, that are changing the way yeah. sports happening, but that comment kind of drilled down to me like here's actually one tangible thing people can go and do to be a part of it yeah no absolutely i I think and we we hear this all the time right like people always looking for people who can work with data Mm. like if you think about it it's probably a a newer type of skill to to have in terms of the industry Mm. like it's probably only been a huge factor in the last 10 15 years Mm. so you know there's always going to be uh, marketing coordinators sort of growing on trees, um, but this data space is something that if you can master that uh, now and early on, it kind of a, you know it assures you a, a, a job going forward. So mm. um, for those interested in that, um, it's a no, it's a no brainer. There's so much stuff online to be able to learn, mm. right? Like all you need to do is go on YouTube, and there'll be there'll be online lessons and and, and everything on there that you can sort of hone your skills. So mm. um, it's good to know that that's a, a talking point yeah. overseas as well as here because we, we, we do get that feedback talking to organizations mm. all the time. They're, they're looking for just 
superstars who love data and can, you know, tell stories out of it. Yeah. Well, I think that like no matter what your job is, if you understand data and know how to use it within your role, you're going to be much better at your role. So it's just how can people add an extra string to their bow? But um, my favorite session of the afternoon came from uh, the NFL of all people, Ryan. And uh, it was delivered by... Great friends of the show as well. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And um, and, um, it was delivered by their UK... Per, like the person who you know delivers uh, participation for the UK for uh, for the NFL in the UK, and uh, he was speaking about how the NFL leverages Super Bowl to start the fan journey of new people overseas, and because um, typically that's when people tune in for the first time. But so then, how do they carry that on? Because there's no NFL for another like six months after that until the season begins. So like, mm. so how do, you, how do you get them on board and create stronger fans over time? And um, one of the things I've come up with is uh, the growth of flag football because one of the biggest problems that the NFL has is that it's extremely inaccessible to play. Like you've got to – their problem, the problem that they shared was like you have to be a very large male to be able to play NFL, <laughs> which mm. a lot of the world are not. <laughs> yeah. So by introducing flag football and making it a lot more accessible and um, easier to, to play, there's less barriers. Once you start playing, you get more involved. You might watch more. You might buy another shirt. And so now they're literally running like um, tournaments out of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this weekend for thousands of kids and other participants who want to get involved somehow. Um, and... Um, and uh, it was just very cool to kind of hear this case study about how they've started with this problem and and seen uh, grassroots mm. as a solution and a, and a new way to play as a, as part of that solution too. Yeah, that is super interesting. Like, you are right. You you, you can't play unless you're super 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 athletic mm. or humongous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can definitely see why that's a problem. But fo- um, American football is like really big in the UK, right? Like. I know. Yeah. I think they play a game at Spurs Stadium every year. So mm. it's interesting how um, it's just kind of going bananas over there. Yeah, and like on that point, like when we went to visit uh, Trafalgar Square, the Major League Baseball had run an activation taking over the entire space. Like you could. Mm. Like, I was kind of just hoping to see Trafalgar Square just as a nice little picturesque setting, but yeah. instead they had a batting cage where you could hit a baseball at Trafalgar Square, like in front of the fountain and all that. I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I, I certainly didn't set up when I was last there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the other thing has been uh, the Lord's Test Match. So I've, uh, I've been to days one and two and... Um, uh, after the meetup, I'll I'll wake up on Saturday and, and head over to day four. But um, for those who uh, don't know what it's like or want an inside, the the main feel the main difference between Lords and any other cricket event that I've been to or any other sporting event that I've been to as well is just like the history that's attached to this place. Because when you arrive, you get the feeling that you are in a place that is so highly regarded by every single athlete and administrator who's ever come through there that, um, you know, you, you feel how sacred of a place it is. And they, mm. a lot of it is like protected. 
So like when when I went to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, it, it was like lights, music, you know, fan announcer. Whereas like at Lords, there's there's none of it. It's a very very different feeling. It's like really like for the proper people who appreciate the game and just the game. <laughs> like even today when um. Josh Hazelwood came yeah. out to bat. I just noted to myself, like, hang on, they didn't say anything else other than Josh Hazelwood. There was none of like the next batsman for Australia coming up is give it a round of applause. Like no music, no, no, that was just like Josh, yeah. Josh Hazelwood clap, and then out you go. So yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> kind of weird for people who like really love the hype and the energy of a place because it doesn't quite have that. Yeah. Um, but it's got the prestige and half the time you're just kind of looking across the ground, marveling at like, you know, this, you know, these, you know, icons of the game, Smith, Root, um, the rest of them playing at the home of cricket. So it's kind of, it was pretty surreal in a, in a very different way. Mm. That's, cr- that's crazy. I, di- I didn't realize it was so, not subdued, but like they've, they kind of haven't really jumped on the fan engagement, fan experience type thing, mm. which, which is interesting because, like, every single cricket ground in the world almost is, you know, has gone the other way that is, like, let's embrace the lights, the the music, mm. everything. So, it is kind of cool that there's this one place where it's just proper yeah. and it's just about the cricket no, and there's no other thing that we worry about. It's just let's watch the cricket and appreciate it. So, yeah, um, yeah they did a um, – on the broadcast, they did a – they did like a drone. They, they, a drone mm. took you through like the front door, all the way out to the change rooms and out onto the ground. And just looking at it, it's just like a. Oh, it's just crazy to look at. Like it's just history. Yep. It's all history. It's mm. all just well kept, and it's all. It's just perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like there's so many traditions there. Like they uh, they've got this famous bell that they ring to signify this, the, uh, it's like a five minute warning before the start of play. And like, yeah, they have a different notable person ringing the bell every single day. Um, which is, uh, quite a cool thing. I kind of like that little bit of tradition. Yeah. So I had Kevin Peterson ringing it on the first day. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is always good to see <laughs> KP in the, in the limelight. Yep. He would have loved that. Exactly. Um, but, um, you know, whilst like some of the other test matches in England, are like a great sort of like fan event, and you got a lot of, um, kids and families come along. Lords is like very much a, a who's who event. So like from across the, the park, you know, I could see Craig Hutchinson was, was there. I bumped into Kumar Sangakara. Like I think he's the fourth or fifth leading run scorer of all time. Um, yeah. yeah, you've got all the cricketing greats who are there. Uh, bumped into the sports bet boys, the uh, the grubs, uh, even sh- the grubs, sh- shep mates, the uh, the TikTokers were there too. Um, nice. And then uh, bumped into a couple of old the old um, heads of department at Cricket Australia, Anti Beggs and, and Nat Davy. Uh, Nat was head of marketing. Um, Anti was head of fan engagement. Um, they said they were, they were there with Ben Crow. So there's just like all these people who come into town for this one event. Joel Selwood, another one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was um, 
It was a very cool event to be a part of. Nice. No, it, was, it certainly sounds it. Mm. it certainly sounds actually, it. a who's who yeah. event. Actually, I've got I've got one more funny story that came out today, which I haven't told you yet. Um, and so, oh, this would be good. So, when we're at Cricket Australia, they give away a lot of merchandise that can't <laughs> be used anymore because it changes sponsor or whatever. And so, I have a full Australian Test kit at home, which includes includes the cable knit jumper, and I thought. On one of the days going to Lords, I want to wear the full Aussie Test kit and just go full, full nuffy, or as one, oh, no. or as one English person described me, a full kit wanker. And I was like, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do that for a day. And um, as I was walking into the the gates at Lords, one of the security guys came up to me and said, "You can't go in dressed like that." And I just kind of jokingly said, "Like, oh, it's okay, mate. I'm playing." And then I got a cheap laugh out of that from the people around me. But then he's like, no, nah, I'm serious. You can't go in there dressed like an Australian cricketer. I'm like, oh, why is that? He's like, because we don't want you running onto the pitch or pretending to be a player or walking somewhere you shouldn't. Like, yeah. like who's that guy who dresses up as players and like randomly stands in a line? Yeah. I forgot his name, but he did like a silly amount of events and yeah. managed to get on. Yeah. So, yeah, these people who don't know, there's this bloke who dresses up as players and, and goes into places he shouldn't, most notably on the ground, and people don't know the difference. And so it's created this new level of security check <laughs> at the front gate that is impacting me and my ability to support the Australian cricket. That's so annoying. I know. <laughs> yeah. so, so they wouldn't let me in unless I got changed. So I had to go to an op shop around the corner find a new shirt and shorts. Oh, my God. So I went into this op shop, bought a new outfit. The, the only shorts I was prepared to wear were too big. And so I had, to, I had to ask these two ladies, can you, like, please pin up my shorts for me? Neither of them had any idea how to. Thank, <laughs> thankfully, this woman behind me says, I'm a dressmaker. Stand still. Put your arms up. I'll pin it for you. So I was like, thank God you're in the shop at the same time. Oh, my God. And I said, like, how long, how long have you been a dressmaker for? She's like, oh, only the last three years, but I made Paul McCartney's wife a dress last week. I'm like, okay. So what I'm taking out of this is oh. that Paul McCartney's wife <laughs> is uh, – I'm getting dressed by the same person that Paul McCartney's wife gets dressed by. So um, that is <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. So then came back. What, what was the kit? Just like collar shirt and shorts? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the blue one? No, I, I, it actually ended up being quite good because it was a red linen shirt and it was, uh, yeah, no. it was, um, Ruth Strauss day, a, a, um, a charity day for, to raise money for the Ruth Strauss foundation, similar to the Jane McGrath day at the SCG. I did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was actually good that I ended up wearing appropriate colors for that. But, um, yeah, I came back in with a brand new kit 15 pounds later and, uh, Got in. When I arrived, it was on 99. And I was like, oh, my, like, get me in there. Get me in there. Please don't score too quickly. Oh. And um, thankfully, got to see him score his ton and then enjoyed the day wearing my regular person outfit. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't believe you went to an op shop and got and got a kit done by Paul McCartney's wife's dressmaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's so flattening, though. You can't, like, this guy's ruined it for everyone. You can't go to the cricket now in full whites. I know. Like, and I'm like, I've, I've packed luggage for, like, five months away, and um, a decent amount of my bag was taken up by the Australian kit, and I didn't even get to wear it. <laughs> oh, come on. Turn it up, <laughs> security. I know. I know. Mm. Anyway, so that's London. No, very good. Nice, mate. It sounds and looks elite. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, what an experience. Mm. You get to go to Lords and, and meet all these awesome people. And we're recording this before the meetup, obviously. But um, the fact that there's going to be 130 people in sport in London at a sports grab meetup, I think that'll mm. probably put the cherry on top for you. Yeah. Um, which is going to be absolutely unreal. So, um, yeah. Bloody exciting, and um, it's good to see it's been a, a really awesome experience for you. Mm. No, thank you. No, it's been good. I think uh, Sports Grade UK might be on the cards, depending on how this uh, event goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bit of a bit of a spoiler, perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. That's it. Um, our next episode is going to be Wimbledon, hey? So mm-hmm. something to look forward to for those uh, tuning in. Mm-hmm. Heard about Lords. I'm sure Wimbledon will probably have a similar feel. Yes. Um, given that is a bit of a who's who event as well. So, mm. um, no, that's super exciting. Mm. Yep. I'll probably leave the uh, Australian test outfit at home for that one, I think. Maybe you could wear normal kit, but just take the, the sweater. Yeah. Because uh, that, that would be a bit of a vibe. Uh, and go to any, any Aussie playing. That could look quite nice, just draped over the shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> the cashmere sweater. Yeah, that's it. Mm. All right. No, very good. Um, all right, well, it was good to hear you okay over there. Um, haven't got any calls late at night, so it's it's great to hear that you're all... <laughs> apart yeah, from this, apart from this uh, one. You can, apart from this one, yeah. Well, late night, from late night for me um, at least. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. you got to run to this prezzo as well, by the way, so we better wrap this up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, mate. Good stuff. If uh, if you'd like to ask us a question or ask any of our friends in sport a question, uh, just become a Sports Grab member. Each week, we jump on virtual events like speed networking, job fairs, Q&As, uh, basically all opportunities for you to meet people in sport and get any info you need from industry professionals uh, regarding your career. So as I said, job fair this Thursday with Unisport, awesome opportunity. So you can jump on that straight away. And all these sessions are recorded. So you've got a, a library of content ready for you as soon as you sign up, all which is exclusive to our, to our sports graded community members. So find us on LinkedIn. Give us some love with a rating if you enjoy the show. Subscribe on Apple and follow us on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys. One last thing before you go. If you'd enjoy a quick email from us each Friday on all the latest job openings, networking events, Q&As with industry professionals and latest podcast episodes, then subscribe to the SportsGrad newsletter. Head to our website, www.sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter to subscribe. There's also a link in our show notes to join.